Oh, welcome everybody and welcome to another episode of my podcast. Today on this show, I'll be talking to one of my guests who has been a very good long time. Welcome to the show, Amarachi. Thank you. Thank you very much, Joy. Uh, so I know we've been friends for a long time and uh, you and you listening to my third podcast where I talked about uh, why Christians don't speak up and I mm-hmm. loved your and I loved your feedback and which you gave me on my third episode so I told you that I just had to get you on my show to share those insights with my audience <laughs> thank you for honoring my request and uh, welcome once again so before we start thank you. Uh, before we start i know we are all christians and i would love to ask you what is your favorite scripture mm-hmm. okay thank you so much once again for inviting me to this talk this podcast of course so my favorite bible pe- passage is Philippians chapter 4 verse 13 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and the reason why I love this verse so much is because I believe that for everything I do for every feat I'm able to accomplish I can only be able to do them through Christ and not through my strength so this is my favorite Bible passage Wow, that's a very awesome passage. Thank, um, and we can do all things to Christ who sentence us. Wow. So moving back to um the topic of today, um, why Christians don't speak up. I would really love to go into the anchor scripture. Anchor scripture is from the book of James 5, verse 16. I will be reading the using the message Bible. Make dicks your common practice, confess your sins to each other pray for each other so that you can live together whole and healed the prayer of a person living right with god is something powerful to be reckoned with the why our um, episode is anchoring on confessing our sins to each other and praying for each other so i need to know what are the common reasons why you think christians don't speak up okay so um basically to start with i really really enjoyed the first episode of this podcast because it addressed a very vital issue which is very very common in the body of christ but then a lot of people are still scared to speak about it just the same way they are scared to speak up about a lot of other things that are happening in their lives so number one thing i know that i think that makes christians that makes it difficult for christians to speak up is because they are afraid of being judged A lot of Christians feel that when they meet someone to confess or to tell the person what they've done in the past or what they are currently going through, that the person they are talking to might start judging them or start condemning them. Whereas maybe that's not the reason why they are there to talk to the person. So I think that is number one, because in the body of Christ nowadays, everybody kind of wants um pretends if, if i should use that word to be perfect so since everybody okay. is um putting up this perfect show you know mm-hmm. it, it kind of feels off if you are now the one who is imperfect that kind of thing so mm-hmm. they always care that someone is going to end up judging them then okay. secondly is confidentiality a lot of people find it so hard to keep vital information because maybe they feel okay um I, I can tell my best friend or i can talk to my wife or i can talk to my husband okay so people are afraid that 
In fact, people are really afraid of confiding in anyone because they are scared that their stories might get out. Mm. And these stories most times are very shameful things that they don't really want another person to hear. So true, they feel true. that from the moment this thing goes out, that this stuff is just going to you know circulate it's among the, the, the town. Yeah. yeah. Bad news spread faster. Bad news spread faster like wildfire. So they are get that big. This is a very very important part of their life. It's better they just keep it to themselves. So allowing themselves to become the object of ridicule in the body of Christ because they won't flip on tongue. Okay. So number three is because I feel that some Christians feel that their sins and their past are left between are better left between them and God, or maybe whatever they are currently going through is left between them and God. Well, instead of me to talk to a person and the person judges me, or I talk to this person and he carries my story about, let me just praise God, the ultimate finisher of my faith. So yeah. a lot of people, when they face temptation, when they are confused, they don't like confiding in anybody. Even their pastor, they don't talk to anybody. They just pray to God and leave it at that. Anything that happens, let it just be. So that's wow. um, basically the, the reasons I feel that make some Christians not to speak up. Oh, wow. well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Like this, the, this is a very serious topic in the body of Christ. Honestly. Um, we have it all over both in um, Pentecostal in Catholic it's everywhere everybody wants to lock up and have that perfect life especially in this yeah. age of social media and uh, everybody's dropping Rema on social media everybody's yeah. dropping how the Lord has been helping him and all nobody wants to bring out that oh I have this issue I've been struggling with this issue and at the end of the day people get Everyone seems to be perfect, you know. Everybody wants to have be that perfect Christian, forgetting that we are all working towards perfection. Then life is a journey that our destination at the end of the day is heaven. And what Christ yeah. wants for us is to every work out our Christian life, trash out, leave out those things that are not meant to be, work out on those additions, leave those addiction, leave those challenges, whatever it is that might make your Christian life not to be smooth or stable with God. Um, but people want it to be perfect. Like say perfect in quote. Yeah. You know, uh, how this kind of uh, mentality came about amongst us Christians. And it will lead me to the sec- to my second question. What are the effects of Christians not speaking up? What are the effects of Christians not sharing the challenge or have on an individual and on the body of Christ as a whole? Okay, so um, when it comes to the effects this particular um, stuff, let me call it stuff, has on the body of Christ, is kind of, it has a kind of ripple effect in the sense that it affects an individual, but at the end of the day, you find out that it is affecting a whole number of people that are other than that individual. Because whatever we do most times has a way of rubbing off on people around us, rubbing off on the people we mentor, the people who look up to us and all that. So the first thing I realized that yeah. this particular menace um, affects in okay. the body of Christ and in the individual is that it takes longer for someone a believer who falls into sin to eventually yes. break free from that sin because the truth is in as okay. much as we are all we are believers we still have the flesh we still have some weaknesses most times that we struggle with 
and these yes. weaknesses are best broken off from if you share it with someone so if you don't have that true, true. person to confide in or you don't have that privilege or you don't have the trust to even confide in your pastor there is this saying that sin grows in the dark anything you don't bring you bring out in the open you have defeated it to a large percentage so when a christian falls into sin or temptation or you're confused or you're in a very fixed position or you can't speak out it makes the problem grow even larger than it would have take the case of addictions for instance i used to have a friend who battled with addiction and i know that this is usually something you know addiction is one thing a lot of christians usually battle with but they can't um, talk about it because it's a secret sin and it's something that a lot of people mm. can say that ah, you're too holy spirit filled to be falling into this kind mm. of thing so when so, <laughs> it's really funny yeah when my friend had that addiction he struggled with it for a lot of years like he was addicted he was looking for a way out and he was not able to break mm. free from that addiction until he confided in a church member a, a brethren in church and he, he helped him and prayed for him and you know when you have an accountability partner you have someone you've spoken with about a secret thing or something bothering you it kind of eases the burden of your shoulders and the same way yes. if you don't confide in anybody the burden will just be left for you alone to bear you struggle with it alone and if you don't take time a point you get to a point where you just give up and you're like Maybe I'm not just cut out for maybe I'm not cut out to do all these church things. And you see the person backsliding. So as I said, it has a ripple effect from one to another. Maybe from one thing, the person jumps into another. Maybe you know, sin comes with children. All these multiple children yes. like that. So number two True. is hypocrisy. When a believer, when I now as a believer cannot express my shortcomings. You know to someone else or even my pastor it just simply means hypocrisy because i'm living a double life the life i'm portraying to live in the church in presence of brethren is a different one from my reality from the one i live at home so you see me preaching yeah. something else in church and then in my closet i'm doing it an entirely different thing in, in my closet okay and most sometimes yeah. these people that need this kind of hypocritical life it's not like this is really how they planned it but then they can't come out clean they are scared to come out clean maybe because of the, the judgment what would people say how would they perceive them at the end of the day you know a whole me a whole sister like me talking <laughs> on the school attending you know so they just hide that aspect of them to avoid the ridicule that comes with actually owning up to your shortcomings and then leave a fake life that eventually kills them and you know drives them away further from god because that's the simple thing that happens in these cases okay that's thank cool. you very much well i really i really understood how to have more understanding on this i hope that we can all do better so jumping to the last question how can we as christians make fellow christians to speak up about issues and challenges instead of dying in silence like how do we correct this how do we make fellow christians to come up and tell you that i have this addition and i'm trying to come out like what can we do better as the body of christ what what are okay. the steps that you right. how can so, we do better all right so one thing is that a thing that um or a problem that took a long time to 
gradually um, seep into the congregation will still take some time to actually break free from. So even as True. I'm going to release some recommendations, it's not like the whole of it is just going to um, invite at once and everything will be okay at the same time. But then it, it begins from me, it begins from you, it begins from everyone. Like if we in our different parts, in our different areas can gradually invite tips you're going to share it also encourage other christians to also um talk to others about what they are feeling part time so number one thing i think is way forward is that christians should be more of listeners than talkers you know we get into uh, we get too engrossed with our self-righteousness sometimes that the moment someone meets us to talk to us about something maybe what they are going through a challenge we are always in our ad wearing our advisory cap we're mm. always willing mm. to advise we're always ah. ready to play um holy assistant holy spirit you know that kind of thing so sometimes <laughs> when someone comes to you with a body you try to understand, try to listen first because that person most times already knows that they've come short. If I meet you today and tell you, hey, see Joy, I see so so thing, I committed for fornication. I've already called it this, this the name, it's fornication. I know I sinned, right? So I'm not meeting you again for you to tell me, ha, fornication is to your hellfire straight, you know? So you have to listen to me try to understand what's going on with me if you see if a lady comes to you and says see i've been in prostitution for two years and this is the reason why i am involved maybe i lost my parents and i needed money this is not a justification for prostitution please but i'm just giving you an example so if someone brings this kind of thing to you now the first thing you should do is not just to tell the person ha prostitution is very bad though ah what have you done abortion this you know you listen first like try to understand that person understand where the person is coming from understand their pain point be empathetic don't always have this kind of sympathy you're just there you know sympathy different is different from empathy sympathy is just that you're yourself and you're advising someone else but empathy is the ability for you to put yourself into the shoe of someone else and really understand for someone who is battling with addiction he has been trying to break free you have to understand that this person has been trying you get it's not that this person has been rejoicing in the scene and feeling happy you know deliberately like he has been struggling but he keeps falling back so you need to um try to place yourself in the person's shoes try to understand the pain point try to understand where that person is coming from and it is only when you truly understand where someone is coming from that you can be able to advise that person having in mind that this is the way i would have wanted someone else to talk to me if i were the one in this situation because of empathy you're able to resonate with someone's thoughts then the second one is bridling our tongues the ability for even the Bible emphasized that Christians we should bridle our tongues. Everything must not get out. There are some things that your best friend, your wife, your husband don't even need to know about. Professions like medicine yes. have what they call autopsy, where a doctor mm-hmm. can treat their neighbor but never tell the wife about the, the ailment the neighbor is coming is having. Okay, so if doctors can be able to practice out of secrecy and keep to it as in their medical profession i think christians too have the ability to hold on to um hold on to the stories told to them by a fellow people a brethren in church and not try to tell it to just one person you know that's always the problem
I just told my wife, your wife has a best friend and she will tell the best friend and she will say, I only, I only told my husband. So before you know it, you told one person and you feel like, I'm not a gossip. It's only my wife I told. So when someone confides in you as a friend, as a brother, sister, as a confided, oh my god. I thought I was disconnected, sorry. So I've had scenarios where a, a, a brethren confided in a pastor and the pastor used that topic as the mm. someone the next Sunday. Yeah, it's usually very, very devastating. Imagine having to sit down and have the narrate your wow. story to the audience and that is the wow. topic for the day. I mean it's it's yeah. really ridiculous. Okay, so you have to ask have to also try to empathize with these people. Don't use their tales as your salmon topics. It's not just that period. You can wait some months later or something, but it's for them that you know, respect at that moment and hold um, the, the things they tell you to yourself. Then another thing too is this, this one now has to do with the body of okay. Christ. Um, the church I grew from, where I'm not really going to mention now, is we have they had this um, rule or something where if you if you get to talk about, or if the church members or church board or something gets to hear about what you've done, they give you what we call back seats and yes, all those yes. stuff, you know, kind of ostracizing you for, I would just say it's more, more ostracizing you for being human. I mean, you fell into sin, you fell into temptation, maybe because yours came mm. to limelight. They ostracize you from the church. Very shameful, you know. Sometimes they put you there at the back seat, and people are coming in and saying that this brother. And then they ask, "What did he do?" They say, "Ha, he was he." You know, that you know, story starts yes. circulating and all that. So yes. I think if there could be better ways of punishing uh, punishment to people who um, who um, go against church doctrines without having to make a public embarrassment and disgrace of them. So this, this one now is left for the church bodies to actually imbibe in. So these are the basic three ways I know that we can make things better as individuals, as believers, as Christians. We should be our yes. brother's keeper, right? So that this wow, thing can wow, go around. Wow, 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 wow. This is a very exciting episode. I'm so, so happy and uh Thank you once again for coming. And I hope, uh, like, I've learned so many things. I've picked up so many points. And I, as a Christian, I've also, see, I've also seen the way the things I've not been doing right and how to work on them and how to be a better Christian when someone walks up to me with his, his or her challenges. So thank you so much, much for coming again. Thank you. And I really do appreciate your time. You. And God bless you. See you next time on any of our next episode and uh, thank you thank you goodbye thank you so much thank